0: Braden Schneider comes up clutch for the New York Rangers, notching the game-winning goal during an excellent third period for the Blue Shirts. They get sweet payback against the Toronto Maple Leafs with a 5-2 win. We break it all down on today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers. You're locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 965 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. just want to thank you guys, as always, for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. That song you are hearing right now is, of course, Leave the Lights On from our good friends in Pacifier. You can check those guys out anywhere you get your music. And today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started. And we are, of course, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So let's go ahead and get rolling and uh, recap what was a really awesome win for the Rangers last night in Toronto. They answer the bell, they bounce back from a really disappointing performance exactly one week ago to the day against the Toronto Maple Leafs basically got run out of Madison Square garden, seven to three in that game, uh, bad third period. And the opposite was true here. Uh, you know, again, tight game going into the third period Rangers were up by a goal and they even give up the equalizer early in the third period. They don't let that bother them. Uh, they take control for the remaining 18 minutes or however much time was left at that point, And they go on to claim a very satisfying, uh, very impressive five to two win against the Toronto Maple Leafs. They've now won three in a row. And the last two wins, of course, coming against uh, teams that are considered to be among, you know, the most dangerous, uh, potentially elite teams in the Eastern Conference, both on the road, that of course being the Boston Bruins and now the Toronto Maple Leafs. And we got to give some props here to Braden Schneider. I think at times he's come under fire from, you know, a certain amount of Ranger fans on social media. It's certainly not the whole fan base or anything like that, but I thought he came up with, uh, well, I mean, I I know that he came up with the game-winning goal, but besides that, I don't know that people realized uh, even on the broadcast and so nothing against Sam and Joe. They're awesome. They're the best in the business, but did anyone really notice like what an excellent shift this was by Braden Schneider It was actually uh consecutive shifts because there was a face-off in the middle of all of it. But uh, to begin with at this point in the game, it's tied two to two. Uh, the Maple Leafs tied it early in the third period. This is about like eight minutes or so to go, uh, or rather later after that, after the Leafs had tied the game, uh, you've got Schneider in the defensive zone, taking the puck away from William Nylander behind the net. And this is a thing that we're going to get to a little bit later in today's episode in greater detail. Uh, I thought the Rangers did an excellent job against the Toronto Maple Leafs star players. So we will kind of break that concept down a little bit later and highlight some good plays that the Rangers made to kind of neutralize you know, those big four players uh, the Maple Leafs have. But again, a nice play here by Schneider. Steals the puck away from Nylander. Uh, you get got both teams battling for the puck. You know, it's kind of up for grabs in the Rangers zone. Schneider then blocks a centering pass Uh, toward the center of the ice, I believe. I want to say it was maybe Marner who made this pass, but Schneider blocks it, disrupts the pass, looked like it was going to be a decent scoring chance had it been uh, completed. And then Schneider goes back behind the net, behind the goal line, and intercepts a pass uh, along the boards there. So a couple of really nice plays in a row from Braden Schneider. After he does all this, again, he intercepts the pass clean, and he skates into the neutral zone. Uh, There's a play stoppage soon after this. But now we get a faceoff in the, uh, the Rangers zone or rather uh, in the neutral zone, but the the Rangers side of it and Schneider stays out there. He's still on the ice. You got Mika Zibanejad winning a face off. He gets a little bit of help from Blake Wheeler and you know, Wheeler starting to make uh, some of these little plays that can make a difference in the game. Uh, Mika again, he did win the face off, but it was kind of up for grabs a little bit. Wheeler got over to it and uh, pass it back to Gustafson to ensure that the Rangers uh, got possession of the puck. Uh, Gustafson to Schneider, Schneider back to Gustafson. Gustafson back to Schneider again, and then Schneider zips right through the neutral zone, goes straight to the net, goes five hole, and scores. And I, I feel like maybe the Leafs on this play weren't really expecting that kind of speed from Schneider and or that level of aggressiveness that, you know, this big guy who's is kind of known as like a physical stay-at-home defenseman. I, I do think there's more uh, offense to come from Braden Schneider as the years go by here, but Um, I don't think they were expecting this. Like I said, he basically just hit the Jets, went right through the neutral zone, uh, went up the right side, got past a defenseman, went to the net, and uh, scored on a wrist shot, five hole, almost looked like a little bit of a changeup. Like, I I think the goalie Jones might have been expecting uh, Schneider to try to go top shelf, but uh, Schneider, one way or another, gets it through Jones, and he scores. That gives the Rangers the 3-2 to lead. Uh, About 11 minutes to go in the third period, give or take, and uh, the Rangers were on top for good at that point. That made it 3-2 to Rangers, and they went on to the 5-2 to win. That was also Braden Schneider's uh, second goal of the season and his first since October 26th. So nice to see him, uh, you know, light the lamp for the first time in quite some time here. But, you know, Schneider played a really good game overall. There were a lot of Rangers that really, really played well in this game. A lot of guys, as I mentioned, had a hand in kind of neutralizing or, or mostly neutralizing those Leafs star players. And like I said, we'll get to that. Uh, storyline in just a little bit here but Braden Schneider in this game out there for 14-11 as was his defense partner Eric Gustafson. Uh, Schneider was also a plus one obviously he scores this goal here had three hits and two shots on goal and for the season you know again Schneider sometimes comes under fire from a certain uh section of Ranger fans and I'm not sure that I understand it I'm not gonna sit here and act like he's been perfect or there haven't been any hiccups along the way you know since he made his debut uh, a little bit less than I mean, it, it was two seasons ago, but uh, less than two full calendar years of NHL hockey for Braden Schneider because he was caught up in the middle of the season uh, two years ago. But he's been out there for all 30 games for the Rangers this season. You know, the two goals, the six assists. Uh, he is sixth on the team with 37 hits. He is a minus two, but there's a lot of third pair defensemen in this league that have a, a plus minus that's quite a bit weaker than that. Um, So, you know, minus two, not the end of the world when you're talking about a third pair defenseman. Uh, He's had like, 50 different defense partners since he's been caught up by the Rangers. That's a difficult situation for, I think, any defenseman in this league to have the amount of turnover on the opposite side of the ice as Braden Schneider has had. I mean, just one guy after the next, he's played with older guys, younger guys, veteran journeymen. Um, you know, reindeer, homegrown prospects, big guys, little guys, he, he's done it all back there. And it seems like more often than not, he does eventually find chemistry with whomever his partner might be. And he does uh, tend to, you know, make it work one way or the other. And I know, you know, again, the, the Schneider crit- critics or, or whatever you want to call it, naysayers, they, you know, might point to some of the games that Schneider and Jones had together earlier this year and you know, that's fair game. There were a couple of, uh, you know, matchups where, where those two were out there together and you know, they, they clearly did not have a good game, but I think for the most part, there's a lot more good than bad that the Rangers have gotten out of Braden Schneider uh since he's made his debut. So I was just really happy for him. Um, You know, obviously getting this big moment here, scoring this big goal in the game and just playing very well in the game overall. But the question I pose to the people that like either, not necessarily they don't like Schneider, but they're just kind of underwhelmed by him is are there like a surp- is there a surplus of 22 year old defensemen who've played once again less than two full seasons of NHL hockey that are like significantly better than Braden Schneider? Are there just an overwhelming amount of third pair defensemen in this league who are just Again, light years better than Brayden Schneider. And are there defensemen around this league making $925,000 or somewhere in that ballpark that once again are significantly better than Brayden Schneider? I think the answer is no to all three of those questions. And I realize with Schneider, you know, he's on his ELC. So that's part of the reason why, you know, obviously he's only making nine twenty-five k, but still the point stands. Um, I, I think Brayden Schneider, for the role that the Rangers have given to him over the past couple of years, I, I think, again, there's been a lot more good than bad and You know, for a while there, the the Rangers, it was kind of turmoil as far as, you know, filling out this depth chart in general. And certainly um, the bottom pair defenseman. I think of all the different defensemen that have come and go for the Rangers over the past handful of seasons here. And Brayden Schneider seems to be the one, the one defenseman that's really kind of stuck there and kind of solidified that bottom pairing. And again, he's had a lot of different defense partners along the way. But uh, I got to give props to Brayden Schneider. I, I I love that he got this moment here, and I think overall he has done a nice job for the Rangers. Another point that I'll make about Schneider too, very durable player, played in 81 of 82 last year. He's played in all 30 this year. The first year that he got called up, I don't recall him really missing a bunch of time. I mean, I I think he was in the lineup pretty much every night. There were a couple of times where he was a healthy scratch. Uh, The Rangers had traded for Justin Braun, and for a couple of games, they went with Braun and Nemeth, and then they eventually came to their senses and realized that Nemeth should probably be the odd man out of that whole, you know, duo on the third pair there, but you know, Schneider, he's, he's always there. I think he's, you know, for the most part, uh, pretty rock solid for this Ranger team. And, um, you know, coming through in a, in a big, big way for this Ranger team, Uh, in this game here uh, against Toronto. Great bounce back performance for the Rangers and uh, a little bit of an unlikely hero in Braden Schneider. So anyway, we're going to keep everything rolling in just a second here. I want to talk about, uh, in addition to the Schneider goal, the game winner, I want to talk about what was just an awesome third period for the New York Rangers, really answering the bell, really being at their best when they needed to be. We're going to get to that and a whole bunch of other stuff in just a second. First, though, definitely want to let everybody know today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Sleeper. A new NHL season brings all sorts of possibilities. Chris Kreider could score 50 goals. He's a little bit off the pace right now, but he could do it. Uh, The New York Rangers could hoist the Stanley Cup, and you could win big by playing daily fantasy hockey on Sleeper, the official. Daily fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for daily fantasy sports and especially daily fantasy hockey because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. All you have to do is pick whether studs like Kreider or Panarin or Mika or Fox will record more or less than their sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus, minus, and more in a given game. To win a 100 times your bet on Sleeper, you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats. You heard me, Reindeer fans. You can win 100 times your money playing daily fantasy hockey with Sleeper. So start paying attention and nail your picks so you can start winning big. Use promo code LOCKED ON NHL and you will get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code LOCKED ON NHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and locational availability. All right, big, big shout out to the everydayers for always tuning in to Locked On New York Rangers, your team every day. Want to keep everything rolling here. And like I said, shift our attention. We've already kind of touched on it a little bit with the Schneider goal, but I wanted to shift our attention uh, right to what I thought was an excellent third period uh, for the New York Rangers. And I think it's also worth pointing out here that and the only reason I know know this off the top of my head is because they showed it on the uh, MSG broadcast last night. But the Leafs have been an excellent third-period team this season. Uh, they came into this game as a plus 15 in that department, plus 15 goal differential, second only to the Colorado Avalanche. And it didn't start so good in the third period for the Rangers. The first minute and a half was uh, a little chunk of hockey to forget for the Rangers. Um, you had Bertuzzi. He got kind of a late-developing breakaway. Igor had to make a pad save. Uh, then you had Kreider. Uh, deflecting a pass, you know, trying to get it out of the zone, but the Leafs were able to keep it in. Kreider was along the boards there. Uh, Not enough pressure on McCabe, who was in the corner. A lot of Rangers, I think most notably Kreider, I think kind of got caught puck watching a little bit here. And Matthews is able to basically just sneak past Kreider. Uh, I guess Kreider just didn't sense him there, but whether uh, you put this on Kreider or the Rangers as a whole, you just cannot lose sight of Allison Matthews because this is what's going to happen. He gets the pass right in the center of the ice. Sounds like, uh, or sounded like it got a piece of the post and went into the net. Uh, either way, 2-2 uh, two to two at that point. So the Leafs have uh, started the third period with a bang. They've got it 2-2 two to two at this point. And it's anybody's game with about eighteen thirty to play here. But what impressed me here was the way the Rangers responded to this. Because Braden Schneider's uh, eventual game-winning goal didn't happen until about eight minutes or so after this. But in the time that followed between the Matthews goal and the Schneider goal, I thought the Rangers got right back on the attack. They picked themselves up picked themselves up, dusted themselves off, and the immediate shift after a goal, which you guys know I'm big on, uh, very, very strong shift for that Panarin line. uh, Lafreniere and Trocek, you know, making some good passes and creating a couple of good scoring chances, a long offensive zone possession uh, for the Rangers on that ensuing shift there. So that was obviously nice to see. And the Rangers kept after it, kept the forward check going like they did pretty much the entire night. We're out shooting Toronto pretty much like they did the entire night out chancing them. Like I said, they got right back on the attack after giving up that goal and having the bad start to the third period. And then of course we have the aforementioned Braden Schneider goal. He scores, makes it three to two Rangers and the Rangers were on top for good, but they continued to, I don't want to say dominate that. That's probably a little bit too strong of a word, but they clearly had the better of play in the third period here. Uh, they end up getting on the power play. A really good play by Adam Fox here at the blue line, keeping the puck in. He was under uh, a lot of pressure up high. And Adam Fox, man, especially on the power play, uh, he's as good at that as anybody in hockey. The ability to uh, prevent the puck from leaving the zone and keep offensive zone possessions alive. He'll do it 5v5, but where it really stands out is the power play. And he did it here. Um, The Leafs eventually did clear the puck here. And it was interesting because when the Rangers were going back up the ice, only Adam Fox went off for a change. So Eric Gustafson jumped onto the ice. So you had Gustafson out there uh, with the rest of the top unit power play members uh, for the New York Rangers. And um, so basically uh, Gustafson's out there and you get a nice little behind the back pass from Trocheck to Gustafson. Uh, Gustafson gets it over to Panarin. Panarin takes the shot and it deflects off of a leaf and into the net. Uh, so three Ranger goals at this point on deflections off of Toronto Maple Leafs players. You could say that, you know, they kind of got lucky. They had puck luck on their side in this game, but, This is uh, in stark contrast, I would say, to the last meeting against Toronto. That game, and this might have even been when I made that point, that they didn't get any puck luck in that game, but by that same token, they didn't really play well enough in the previous meeting against Toronto to earn it. In this game, I thought the Rangers did all the little things well. They were fighting for every puck, uh, getting the puck out of their zone very quickly, just competing with a lot of urgency, skating very well for the entire night, um, getting the forecheck going, just doing all the little things you have to do um, to, to win a hockey game against a talented team in their barns, So I, I think in this case, yeah, the Rangers, they, they got a couple of lucky bounces. I think that first goal for sure, the one that was created to Mika where the puck took like five or six bounces before it finally went into the net, that one stands out more than the rest. Um, but I think they earned those breaks in this game by, by doing all the things that I just mentioned there. So that makes it 4-2 to two in favor of the Rangers. And that's actually Eric Gustafson's third assist of the night. So props to him for that uh Blake Wheeler they were saying Sam and Joe that is that he was up to three assists by the end of this game as well he was only credited with two but uh nice to see you know a couple of guys that are largely considered role players for the Rangers you know racking up the apples uh in this game here so that was pretty much it I mean the Leafs pulled their goalie with 425 to go down by two goals and kind of a weird play here that I gotta call some attention to Mitch Marner uh may have kicked Igor's stick away from him Igor already lost his stick But then Marner, you know, the the puck goes out of the Rangers zone and and Marner kind of accidentally on purpose, it looked like, uh, kind of, uh, you know, kicked Igor's stick. And Truba even looked at the referee and kind of threw his arm up, like, you know, how is that not a penalty? But great thinking by Truba here. He knows he's got some time because the Rangers have got the puck, you know, back toward Toronto's zone. So Truba goes, picks up the uh, Igor's stick, skates it right back to him, hands it to Igor, and then gets back in possession to, uh, you know, back in position to be ready for the Leafs as they were charging back into the Rangers zone. So, um, yeah, that that was pretty much it. And then of course you get the empty netter from Mika Zibanejad. He shoots from the neutral zone with through thirteen left, basically hit it dead center. Mika's just not going to miss a, a wide open net like that. So even from the neutral zone, so good stuff. Great win for the Rangers. And um, yeah, can't say enough about you know the the contributions that were made. You know, pretty much up and down this lineup, they they really you know cliche or not, this was a team win, and I thought everybody had a hand in it. Try showing me a Ranger in this game that did not play well. I don't think that player exists. I, I think every single player in one way or another did something to positively, positively impact this game uh, for the Rangers. So we're keeping keep everything rolling in just a second here. I want to shift our attention to uh, the Leafs star players and more specifically how the Rangers did a, a nice job containing all those players, a uh, much better job in this one than they did in the last one. Obviously Matthews had two goals, but you know, it is Austin Matthews, sometimes you got to tip your cap a little bit. Uh, also going to, Give some props to uh, Will Cooley. Thought he, he thought he played a really nice game for the Rangers. And uh, Alexi Lafreniere finally breaking his scoring drought. Got a little bit of a buck, uh, lucky bounce as well. But I still think that, um, you know, the, the Rangers, whatever lucky bounces they got in this game, and there were a couple maybe on some of those goals that they scored, I think that they earned them. So we're going to get to all that fun stuff in just a second here. First, though, definitely want to let everybody know that today's episode of Locked on New York Rangers is brought to you by FanDuel. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time than right now to get in on all the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over/unders, and much, much more. Uh, I've got a friend. I've talked about this before. Big New York Giants fan, and his strategy is always to bet against the Giants because, as he explains it to me, uh, something good will happen no matter what. Either the Giants will win the game, his favorite team will win, or they'll lose, but he'll still win his best. So just kind of an idea to toss out for you guys. But once again, visit FanDuel.com/lockedon and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel official partner of the NFL. FL. I right, also want to let you guys know that locked on has launched the first ever national sports 24 seven streaming channel on YouTube. Locked on sports today is here for you 24 seven covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of locked on plus our national shows covering every league. Go to locked on sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24 seven streaming channel. All right, so let's go ahead and keep everything rolling here. I thought, you know, a storyline coming into this game and uh, certainly as the game was going and even now that it's ended was going to be how were the Rangers going to hold up against uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs star players. Those guys pretty much went off in the last matchup and it led to seven goals for Toronto. And the Leafs in general were just on fire coming into this game. They were 6-0-3 in their last nine games coming into this one. Uh, Their big four players have kind of been firing on all cylinders as well. So the Rangers were going to have their hands full trying to keep these guys in line. Um, and, and to kind of build on that, again, the most recent meeting between the Rangers and Leafs, which once again was one week ago, you had Tavares, Nylander, Marner, and Matthews uh, combining for 10 points in that game. In this game, just three points. Two of them were goals by Austin Matthews, and uh, Nylander also had an assist. But the Rangers more or less kept this quartet of players from really taking over the game. I thought that, you know, Matthews was obviously noticeable with the, the two goals that he scored. I, I thought that um, Nylander was very quiet. Marner would pop up every now and then. I thought Tavares was very quiet. So the Rangers uh, did a nice job, kind of not completely taking those guys out of the game, but doing enough to contain them. And obviously um, enough to eventually win the game and uh, get the two points. So um, just love the way the Rangers defended in this one. It's not just against the star players, obviously you kind of start there, but not a ton of second chance opportunities for Toronto. Uh, The Rangers, I thought were getting the puck out of their zone very quickly and very efficiently in this game as well. Just moving the puck passing with with urgency and efficiency, getting it going on the four check, even on shifts where the Rangers didn't really create a lot of scoring chances themselves. They were in there on the four check, often against the Matthews line, which in and of itself is a win because you're keeping, you know, Matthews and his line on their side of the ice. And obviously that that's a good thing because they can't score uh, from back there. But, uh, you know, just a lot of little things in this game that I noticed a lot of little plays that really made the difference. Adam Fox, I thought played very well. I mean, stop me if you've ever heard me say that before, but, couple of occasions where, you know, Matthews had the puck in the Rangers offensive zone and Fox kind of just stayed with him the whole way, uh, stood him up in, on one occasion when Matthews was trying to drive to the net. So that was nice to see. Uh, we had Mika Zibanejad blocking a wraparound wrap a chance, a chance by, uh, by Matthews as well. Uh, you had Fox making a really nice play against Marner. Uh, one of the rare odd man rushes that the Leafs got in this game and Fox deflected a pass from Marner. Uh, this was kind of late in the first period. And, you know, Martyr in particular, nine points in his last four games coming into this one. Um, obviously had no points in this one as we covered and was also a minus two. So the Rangers did a nice job against him. Uh, great play by Andre Miller as well. This one wasn't against one of the uh, quote unquote big four for Toronto, but it was such a good play that I have to highlight it here for sure. So Miller's just onto the ice in this situation. And he ends up uh, being the low man back for a two on one. Um, he goes down to the ice against Yarncrook. And basically like from his stomach sliding across the ice, just reaches out with his stick, knocks the puck away from Yarncrook, just completely short circuited. What looked to be, you know, a pretty dangerous opportunity for the Leafs there going on, going in on the rush in the second period. Uh, he also broke up a pass in deep from Marner. And, um, you know, that that was actually on the same shift as the play that I, that I just described there. So a uh, nice shift there for Keandre Miller and a nice job against uh, some of the least more dangerous players. Uh, the fourth line, I I've been heaping praise on these guys for quite some time now, but If they keep playing this way, if they keep showing up the way they did in Toronto, I'll just keep doing it. Uh, Obviously, we're talking about VZ, Goodrow, and Pitlick. But they were grinding away in the offensive zone the entire night. I I kind of alluded to this just a minute or two ago. Uh, There was a shift in the second period where all three of them, you know, they're grinding along the boards in the offensive zone. They're cycling the puck a little bit. They're just not giving up possession. And they spent this entire shift in the offensive zone. And once again, this was against the Austin Matthews line. And it ended with the Leafs actually having to take an icing. So now uh, the Rangers can change players, which they did. Uh, They put the Mika line on the ice. And the Mika line gets to go out there and face, you know, a tired Matthews line, not to mention uh, the two defensemen for the Leafs who, between the initial shift here and what happened after the icing, those two defensemen were, were stuck on the ice for almost three full minutes for the Leafs. Now, it didn't lead to a goal for the Rangers, but again, it's these little things that win games. The, the fourth line, keeping the puck on Toronto's side of the rink and eventually forcing them to take an icing and forcing the Matthews line to stay out there while they're tired and forcing the Matthews line to play uh, its entire shift on their own side of the rink. that That's just big-time stuff right there, and it's the kind of thing that, you know, again, we've— Use this uh, this analogy before. It's not going to show up on, like, top 10 plays of the night, but once again, these are things uh, that win and lose hockey games. And who knows? I mean, if the fourth line for the Rangers, if they don't have a great shift here, maybe the Matthews line gets the, the Ranger blue line. They go in on the rush, and they score. Maybe Matthews ends up with a hat trick. Uh, you never can say for sure, but that was just great stuff and just kind of a microcosm, I thought, of how well uh, the Ranger fourth line played in this game. There was another uh, situation where... VZ stole the puck on numerous occasions in this game. Often at the Toronto blue line, there was a play. I want to say in the third period where VZ steals the puck at the Toronto blue line, goes in alone, has a chance to score on kind of a late developing breakaway. Uh, The save was made, and the uh, Leafs end up. I almost called them the Blue Jays for a second. I don't know why, but the Leafs end up going the other way, and they get a decent scoring opportunity. You know, but Barclay Goodrow goes down to the ice and wears basically a slap shot right in the midsection. So uh, you can't say enough about the job that this fourth line has done. They, they've really been good lately. And um, something that the Ranger, you know, certain Ranger fans thought was was like such a weakness at the start of the season. I never really agreed with it. Um, at that time, you know, Bonino was centering the fourth line rather than Goodrow, but either way uh, I thought the fourth line was, was just fine. And, and lately they've been a strength uh, for this Ranger team. We also had at the end of the second period, you know, Igor, he did his thing too. I thought this was another case where, you know, Igor Igor was great in this game. Let, let, let's be real, you know, a great Toronto attack and Igor making the saves when he needs to, only giving up two goals, he'll take that any day. Um, there will be games this season. There have been games in the past and there will be games in the future where Igor has a better, like, highlight reel than this one. But again, I, I think that's more... Than anything that that you have to just credit the Rangers for defending as well as they did around him and um, not giving the Leafs as many scoring opportunities as I'm sure they're used to generating. But Igor made one of his best saves of the game at the very end of the second period. Rangers are up two to one at that point in the game and uh, just made a really nice save against Tavares uh, to keep the puck out. And that's uh, how the second period ended with the Rangers uh, still up two to one. And yeah, you know it basically continued in the uh, in the third period as well. It's kind of funny right now because VZ and Goodrow, you know, they're both wearing. Uh, you know the uh the, the full mask I, the, the name of it is escaping me right now but um the cage or whatever you want to call it in front of the the visor or the the uh, extended visor whatever it's called um but yeah the two of them are kind of rocking that right now obviously Goodrow had that incident where you know, he got hit in the mouth when Keandre miller was trying to dump the puck you also had uh, vz not too long ago he had to end, he ended up getting like 20 something stitches uh, up near his face and in his mouth area so Um, yeah, the two of them, I mean, that kind of just, um, that kind of just enhances everything that they did in this game that, you know, they, have both taken a beating lately and they were, they were out there doing great work for the Rangers. I thought VZ in particular, uh, one of the better players on the ice for the Rangers for the entire night. Uh, he's just been excellent for the Rangers this year, adding more offense than we thought and going out there and grinding every single night. I don't know that there's somebody, anybody on the Rangers that, and I I say this with all apologies to a lot of other hardworking players on this team. I don't know that there's anybody on this team that goes out there and grinds every single shift the way that Jimmy VZ does. He, he's just been awesome. Can we call this a revenge game for VC? You know, he only played 30 games with Toronto a couple of years ago, but he was placed on waivers by them. Uh, ended up getting claimed by the Vancouver Canucks. So uh, we could call it something of a revenge game for Jimmy VZ. I know he didn't have any points or anything, but man, he went out there and went to work and really made a difference in this game uh, for the New York Rangers. Also, as promised, got to give a shout out to Will Cooley. Cooley had a bunch of uh, family and friends in the building for this one. And he was actually asked before the game, like, did you, cause he's from the area. Did you go to a lot of Toronto Maple Leafs games growing up? And um, just being very honest about it, he said not really because those tickets are really expensive. So uh will Cooley, uh, you know, whether he intended for that to be funny or not, I thought it was pretty funny, but something else that was kind of uh, humorous to me is that between the first and second period, you know, they were getting ready to drop the puck in the second period and you know, the Ranger announcers, they're they're breaking down what they saw from Will Cooley. And Joe Micheletti is talking about it. Will Cooley somehow was not credited with any hits in the first period, even though the tape would suggest otherwise. There was a highlight reel of Will Cooley where he was uh, you know, no less than three hits. He should have been credited with, I would say, three hits. Uh, I guess a couple of them you could argue that there's a little bit of gray area. But the last one, I mean, the guy had just gotten rid of the puck and it was a textbook case of Cooley just kind of finishing his check and he actually knocked him down to the ice did it cleanly how that didn't register as a hit I will never know um but regardless you know Will Cooley going out there and continues to play uh solid hockey for a rookie I think there's more offense to come from him uh the further and further we get in the season and once again as the years go by here but Will Cooley always establishing a physical presence for this team and he actually leads the Rangers right now with 77 hits which is even more impressive because I don't know exactly where he ranks among the Rangers as far as uh time on the ice every single night but he can't be that high toward the top, right? I mean, he's not really, he doesn't play on the power play. Once in a while, he'll be out there on the second unit, um, but doesn't get a ton of power play time, doesn't really kill penalties. And I don't think he's really become like a go-to guy late in games, whether the Rangers are up a goal or down a goal, plays in a bottom six, he's played in the bottom six the entire season. So for him to lead the Rangers with 77 hits, very impressive. He goes out there and he's looking to make an impact uh, in that facet of the game. And basically the race is on between Will Cooley and Jacob Truba. It's a two-man race. Cooley has 77 hits. Truba has 71. And then quite the drop-off to Barclay Goodrow, who has 47. So probably a safe bet that either Cooley or Truba are gonna lead the Rangers in a in, a, in, a hit, in hits this season. Not assists, but uh in hits. Um, but yeah, I mean, I figure we could pretty much call it there. The only other thing I wanted to mention was the goal that Alexi Lafreniere score on the power play. You know, Peter Laviolette was asked before this game about, you know, the performance of, I mean, really the whole team and that line specifically. And talking about Lafranier because Lafranier has been in a scoring drought. Last 11 games, no goals and four assists. I I think that's right. It's somewhere in that ballpark. But he scored a very impressive goal here and really just an impressive moment for the entire Rangers second power play unit. Because they got onto the ice with only 35 seconds left in the power play and an offensive zone faceoff forthcoming. Uh, They won a off. You know, Johnny Brodzinski had a good shot or two at the net. Wasn't able to get it to go, but then, you know, another face-off and the Rangers end up scoring. Uh, basically, you've got uh, Gustafson, you know, Wheeler, Wheeler actually won the face-off. Wheeler, it's, it's like I said earlier, Wheeler's starting to make a, a couple more plays here and there that are they're helping the Rangers win, but Wheeler ended up having to take this face-off. He wins it back to Gustafson. Gustafson's at the blue line. He passes to his right to Brodzinski. Brodzinski goes across the ice to his left uh, to Alexi Lafreniere, and Lafreniere, uh, great shot here. did deflect off of a defenseman. One of the three Ranger goals that deflected off of a Toronto player went into the net. Um, but again, you know Lafreniere, I, I do feel like he's played better lately than his stats would suggest. I think he's still a noticeable player out there. And um, again, you, you kind of earn this stuff. When you go out there and you grind every shift and you're noticeable and you're putting in an honest effort, sooner or later the breaks start to go your way. Alexei Lafreniere... Uh, gets out of his scoring drought, at least as far as goals is concerned with a little bit of a lucky bounce here. But uh, again, I, I do think every fortunate bounce that the Rangers may have gotten in this game, they earned every single one of them. And, um, just nice to see uh, the second unit, you know, again, they go out there with only 35 seconds and they're firing away and they eventually uh, find a way to score right before the power play expires. So yeah, awesome win for the Rangers. It, it's up there. I mean, I, I know we've got a lot of candidates for best win of the season, but when you consider, uh, you know, the, the way they pulled away in the third period, just the, the strong game that they played overall, uh, the fact that every single player on this roster contributed to this win one way or the other. You've got the, the payback factor as well after the Rangers were beaten down pretty bad by the Leafs uh, a week ago. So, yeah, I mean, there, there's nothing not to like here. It, it's certainly up there as far as uh, best wins of the season are concerned. figure we can pretty much call it there. only other thing I want to mention is that the NHL will not be punishing Pasternak any further. You know, you've got the uh, game misconduct against the Rangers and the five-minute major. I'm not going to go crazy about it. To me, it could have gone either way. It's kind of on par with uh, what happened with Truba earlier in the season when, you know, he was, um, it looked like he was trying to slash Frederick and was falling backwards, caught him in the head with it. If you would have given Truba like a game suspension for that, I wouldn't have gone crazy. I think this for knock here, um, you know, certainly. You could make the case for a one-game suspension, but the fact that it wasn't, I won't go crazy about that either. It'd be easier for me to assess this if the if the NHL was ever consistent with this stuff, but they're not. And um, you know, again, it wasn't something that was overly egregious one game suspension, though I I would have been fine with that too. Um, but anyway, let's call it there. Uh, thank you guys as always for tuning in. If you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to locked on at gmail.com. Once again, that is locked on at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. And definitely subscribe to Locked on New York Rangers YouTube channel. Thanks again, guys. I will see you next time.